You are listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. My name is Ed Frank. I'm NCBA's Senior Director of Policy Communications. And joining us today, we have a very special guest from the great state of Nebraska, Nebraska's Governor Pete Ricketts. Governor Ricketts, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. All right. Well, uh, obviously, the big story this week um, has been uh, the continuing COVID-19 crisis and the impact that it's having on meat processing facilities around the country. Um, Governor Ricketts, can you just give us a quick update this morning on, on where we stand in the state of Nebraska as far as all of the meat processing facilities in your state uh, are concerned? Yeah, we have set up weekly phone calls with uh, all the processors to be able to talk about best practices. We've been uh, working with the University of Nebraska Medical Center and Nebraska Medicine to send some of our experts out from there in a non-regulatory way just to take a look at the plants, see what else could be done to be able to improve social distancing. And what we see in the state of Nebraska is that a lot of this is about the concentration of people, right? uh, Concentration of people at work, concentration of people at home, that if you've got uh, multiple generations of folks living in the same household, it's very hard to social distance. A lot of times these folks, is uh, English is not their first language, and so the communication uh, is a barrier there as well. So we've been working to overcome those. Um, you know, as I mentioned, with the, the visits by our folks, I'm doing press conferences in Spanish now to get the message out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're translating all of our press releases, doing our social media, uh, in Spanish, uh, reaching out to you know community health clinics to be able to get their help in working with it. Uh, we're opening up church services to be able to get the pastors to help with us. So there's a lot of things that we're doing. Uh, but right now, you know, it definitely is a struggle. We've got our processing facilities that are operating way below their capacity, and uh, you know we're very concerned. Uh, but they're working uh, very hard to protect their folks as they come in. And frankly, uh, Dr. James Lawler, who is one of our uh, experts at the University of Nebraska Medical Center uh, said when he took the tours of some of these facilities, he was very impressed with the steps they're taking to be able to make sure they're keeping their teammates safe. Uh, you know, people wearing masks, having their temperatures taken when they're coming in, sanitizing frequently those services that are touched often, uh, really building uh, plexiglass uh, walls between workstations, doing it in the lunchrooms as well so that you can separate off people with the plastic to really you know, basically people are eating lunch in a phone booth, trying to spread that all out, uh, you know, looking for ways to be able to get people farther apart on the lines, uh, to looking at air handling systems to be able to make sure that's doing a good job of, uh, you know, getting the air out and everything. So there are a lot of things that our, our, our processes are doing to really keep their folks safe. But uh, it is certainly a challenge as we see this is a virus that spreads very rapidly, and we're working hard to, to keep all these facilities open. Yeah, and it is obviously, as you said, a challenge. And, you know, people have to eat. Um, There's obviously, you know, we've seen articles this week about um, talking about there may be shortages. Um, We don't think that's going to be the case. Hopefully we can keep these things open. But we're also obviously very concerned about um, worker safety. Um, So, I mean, what do you think, where do you see this going in the next couple of weeks. I know on, on your website, it was talking about 21 days, stay home, and that's for the general public, obviously. Um, with regard to uh, meat processing facilities, um, what do you see? How do you see this playing out over the next few weeks? Do you see, is the worst behind us? And, and you know, hopefully we see more of these uh, facilities reopening and people um, getting healthier over the next few weeks. What, do you have sort of a time frame? Um, can you look into a crystal ball and sort of predict um, where we'll be in two or three weeks? 
Well, I think it's going to be on a facility-by-facility basis. Um, again, in talking with uh, our folks who've been to the plants, they say the, the focus really needs to shift from the facilities to the home life because that's where, again, you know, two-thirds of the time of the workers are being spent at home. And so we've got to do a better job of reaching out to those communities and getting the social distance at home. Uh, I'm working, for example, in Grand Island where we've got some uh, processing facilities with a local health clinic to be able to get people who are community leaders to reach out to the community to work to maybe see how can we move families into, uh, you know, isolation. Can we get them to hotels or something like that, the workers in the hotels, you know, to really, again, try and uh, get some of that social distancing we need to do to slow the spread of the virus. Uh, so I think uh, we've got a lot, we've got to focus more on the home life here, and that's what we're going to be doing. But uh, as far as, you know, timelines, it's going to be very difficult to say. You know, every, uh, every community is going to be a little bit different based upon how communal living is. If you've got more densely, uh, you know, populated living conditions, then it's going to be more of a challenge of social distance. And so we're going to have a more of a challenge slowing down the spread of the virus. If folks are spread out more, then I think that we've got a better chance to be able to do that. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen. You know, for example, here in Nebraska, we see issues in Hall County, Dawson County, Madison County, Dakota County. And we're watching some of our other counties like Odo and Colfax, where we've got processing facilities. Uh, so far, the pattern again seems to be if you've got more dense living, then you're going to have more issues with regard to um, slowing down the spread of the virus. I, I frankly think this is going to be a tough week um, because, again, this virus moves so quickly. Uh, we're working to get more. We're deploying more testing, more contact tracing. We're setting up bigger teams at the state to be able to do that contact tracing and help people understand they've got to isolate if they've been diagnosed, diagnosed positive, helping them find places to do that if they can't do that at home. So we've got a lot of work left ahead of us, but I think it's going to be a tough week ahead. Yeah, and that's interesting. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the focus has been on, you know, reopening the country um, as if it's a monolith, you know, I mean, and obviously even, you know, CNN carries Governor Cuomo's uh, press conferences daily. But even there, you know, Manhattan is not upstate New York, and it's certainly not Nebraska. But even within Nebraska, you've got urban areas, but you also have um, these communities where you do have processing facilities. Can you talk a little bit, just expand a little bit about, you know, how, how as a governor, you balance that and how you look at all of these different areas and it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of you know reopening or uh, situation yeah you're, you're exactly right there because you know the uh, country is not one-size-fits-all because nebraska is not new york and even within our state it's not one-size-fits-all what i have done is broke uh, we're basically loosening restrictions based upon public health area and putting conditions on allowing those restrictions to go in place so for example we're now allowing hospitals to do elective surgery starting May 4th, but only if they've got sufficient capacity. Uh, we are going to allow certain parts of the state to, say, open up restaurants again to dine-in business, but only 50% capacity, and only, again, based on public health districts. So while we're going to be able to do that, say, in Omaha, which is our largest city, Douglas County, we're not going to be able to do it in Grand Island, Hall County, uh, because of the outbreak that's going on there and because, frankly, Hall County's got more cases than Douglas County right now. So we're going to roll this out on a, a really case-by-case basis, uh, you know, based upon what is the spread of the virus in certain parts of the state, continue to manage that with the whole idea that we cannot overwhelm the healthcare system, that the whole point of all we're doing is to make sure that anybody who needs a hospital bed, an intensive care unit bed, or a ventilator 
to help them breathe can get access to that when they need it. And even with the outbreaks we've seen, for example, in Grand Island, where we've, uh, again, we've got food processors, again, we've got a lot of folks who are living very closely together, it's been difficult to social distance, we've been able to manage that so that the hospital, CHI St. Francis, is not overwhelmed. We've been transferring patients out to other hospitals so that they don't get overwhelmed, and we've managed it so that, again, everybody who's been seeking that care has been able to get it. All right. Um, one final question, and I just want to say um, I've, I've been to your state, and I've been to your state capitol, and I've, in the course of what I've done over the last 25 years in grassroots politics is um, connecting people, citizens, with their state government or with their federal government, their elected officials. Um, and the first time that I visited your state capitol, I was struck by uh, something that was engraved over the door um, at, when you walk in. And it's engraved in the marble, and it says, the salvation of the state is watchfulness in the citizen. And I stopped on a dime. I was really struck by that. Never seen that in a, on a state capitol before. Um, and it's not just, you know, the state or the state government works better if people are involved. It's literally the salvation of the state. The state will be saved by people getting involved. And I've always taken that with me. It's, it's always stayed with me. Um, because it's kind of what I do is trying to connect people with their elected officials and get involved. Can you just talk a little bit about the importance of people, citizens being involved through a group like NCBA or the Nebraska Cattlemen in making their voices heard, um, you know, to, to policymakers like yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So Nebraska is unique because we have a one-house legislature, the unicameral. And so we always say the second house is actually the people. We need people to be involved and engaged at all levels of government to make their voice be heard. And we really count on Nebraskans to do that. And, and it really is part of our culture here in Nebraska. Uh, and I'll just uh, use an example with this current emergency. Many states have gone to a shelter-in-place order or strategy, whatever you want to call it. And I, I certainly don't want to say that that's inappropriate for those states. Maybe it is. Certainly I can see in big cities like, you know, when you're talking about Manhattan, maybe you have to do things like that. But here in Nebraska, we didn't do that. Now, you mentioned my 21 days of stay home, stay healthy, stay connected. We're asking Nebraskans to do the right thing because we believe it's their civic duty. It's their personal responsibility to do that. And by and large, when you ask Nebraskans to do the right thing, they will do the right thing. And that's what we've seen. They've done it. We didn't have to have the heavy hand of government come in here and tell them, hey, this is what you have to do. We said, hey, this is what we need to do as a community to be able to fight the spread of virus here in our state. And Nebraska has responded. And so we have slowed the spread of the virus here in our state. We have not, um, you know, overwhelmed our health care system. And this is where, especially now, when we're working with these hotspots we have, like in Grand Island or in Dakota County or Madison County or Dawson County, you know, we're reaching out to local folks to help them get involved to be able to work with us, to reach out to communities where English is not the first language, to be able to help get the message out about, hey, we need to, um, you know, social distance. We need to keep six feet of distance. Don't carpool with a bunch of other people. Just carpool with your household. Or if you do, only two people in the car, both wear masks. You know, kind of don't share your food uh, at lunch, bring your own lunch. You know, these are kind of the common sense stuff that we need to get out to uh, workers in our food processing plants so they can help make sure that they're social distancing, not only in the plant, but also back at home. And so it really is that engagement by the community. Uh, you know, I can tell you, doing our Spanish uh, language press conferences was the idea of one of our local television folks, uh, who's a friend of mine, 
I called him up to just ask his advice and say, hey, I need some help. How can I do this? And he's like, well, here's what you can do, and I'll help you. You know, it was, it was that kind of engagement that has really helped us be able to get the message out better, and it's really important that no matter where you are in this country, that you reach out, you get involved in your community, especially at a time of emergency like this, to be able to make their voice heard and to be able to help be a part of the solution. All right. <clears throat> well said. Governor Pete Ricketts, thank you very much for joining us. Great. Hey, thanks a lot, Ed. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until next week, eat beef. Check us out online for all of the latest updates at ncba.org and follow along on Twitter at, at Beltway Beef. Thanks for listening.